0: finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking, is pet insurance really worth the hype? Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. I have the biggest doggy fever ever, and you don't even understand. I am the most unlikely candidate for a dog. I never had pets when I was growing up as a kid because my dad was just so ridiculously allergic to every type of pet. So my brother had rabbits and we would keep them outside. But, you know, a rabbit is like a perfectly acceptable pet, but it's not a pet that you really cuddle with, you know. The rabbits would come inside and they'd hop around and they would, you know, leave their little rabbit droppings around. And they were great pets for people who couldn't really have a pet, but I didn't really feel that emotional connection with the rabbits. And then after I graduated college, I got cats for the first time. And that was such an unusual experience because, you know, I'd never had like an indoor pet before. But one of my cats, her name was Sophie. And she is so fitting of the name Sophie. If you can picture what Sophie looks like in your head, you probably are like dead on. She was this white, fluffy cat. She had the cutest little like a gray birthmark on her nose. And she was just full of personality. She would come when you would call her name and she would sit with me on the couch. And she was really like, you know, my friend, if I was sick, she would come and check on me. I mean, she was just like the most amazing pet I have ever had. And she passed away after 10 years and it it literally broke my heart. And to this day, I, I miss her. I miss like that emotional connection with a pet that I never, I never thought I would have that feeling. And so I've always been kind of an anti-dog person. Like if you know me, you know that I am terrified when somebody is like walking on the sidewalk next to me and has a dog. I'm always like skirting behind the person next to me or like throwing Jeff out in front of me. I'm just... I'm afraid of like being bitten or I don't really know other people's dogs. And, you know, a lot of people just, they just let their dog almost like roam free. And I'm always like, oh my God, like, I don't know if that dog's going to eat me or what's going to happen now. Of course, I've never been eaten by a dog before, but, um, Jeff actually was bitten by a dog on one of our walks. So that makes me even more just petrified anytime there's a dog that walks by me. I don't know that dog, right? I don't don't, uh, have emotional connection to that dog. I don't know how it was raised. I don't know what it's been trained to do or not do. So... Uh, About six weeks ago, maybe eight weeks ago, I had a terrible bout of the flu. Hopefully you've not had the flu because it has just been horrendous this season. And my very, very first outing was to a mall near us and they have a pet store. And I know that pet stores and malls, it's terrible, right? They're usually like puppy mills and it's just not a good scene, but We went into the store in the mall and I literally just fell to pieces. The cutest puppies I have ever seen in my entire life. And I felt the like biggest sense of joy and happiness that I felt like in a really long time, which is really sad to admit. But it, I think it sort of unlocked that place in me that. Sophie, you know, took care of because it was really like, I think like therapy for me, you know, to, to have a pet and to have something to take care of, but then also something that was like, you know, unconditionally loved me back. And so I felt that like feeling well up in me again. And we walked out of the pet store and I looked at Jeff and I said, I want a dog. I want a puppy first. And I want a dog. And he looked at me like I was straight from outer space, because the entire time he's known me, I have never wanted a dog, never thought about a dog, never talked about a dog. And seriously, since that day, all I've done is talk about dogs, look up breeds on my Instagram feed. It is just a streaming mess of all sorts of different breeds of dogs. And, you know, I look at them and I can, like, see their little personalities and I can see them, like, you know, barking back at me, like, so happy to, uh, you know, to have me as an owner, hopefully. And it's funny, I keep showing Jeff, like, all these pictures of dogs and he's like, they all look the same. I'm like, no, they don't. Look at their little faces. Like, they're so different and they've got such different little personalities. So, (sighs) Yes, I have terrible dog fever. I'm not getting a dog anytime soon, though. That's the problem. Um, We don't really live someplace that is conducive for a dog at the moment, but hopefully in the near future, uh, a puppy will be on the horizon because I just think that there is something very therapeutic. And if you have a pet that you love, I'm sure that you have that same feeling. Like If you come home from a crappy day at work and that pet's there waiting on you, there's just... There's just something great about it that I can't explain. It's not like it's not like having a kid or you know even your spouse because let's face it, they talk back to you, and you don't always like what comes out of their mouth but a pet a pet is just so happy to see you, and sometimes I think in life we just need somebody or something that's just so happy to see us and so this really got me thinking about. Obviously, being the financial planner in me, I go straight to okay, what is actually the cost of owning a pet? Like, I want to know full disclosure ahead of time what I would be getting myself into because I have worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who, you know, something has happened to their beloved pet and it has caused a huge financial riff for the couple or, you know, in their finances or they've had to make, you know, sacrifices. I, I was working with somebody a few years ago who had saved all this money to go on a trip to Hawaii and his his dog came down with uh, an illness and it was going to take like the exact amount of money that he had saved to go to Hawaii to have surgery on his dog. And, you know, he was just so like torn what to do. I mean, obviously he spent the money to have the surgery for his dog, but you know, uh, luckily he had saved that money too, but there's been plenty of situations where people are just really struggling to pay these vet bills and, you know, having to make really tough choices about what to do with your pet. And, you know, I think pets are one of those things where, you know, we love them, we enjoy them, and we don't anticipate that they're going to be a budget buster, but you know, they can be, you know, a pet is going to cost money. There's really no way around it. Um, not as much as having a kid, right? So there's an upside of that. But it's going to cost you some money every month. I mean, all the obvious stuff, you've got food, you've got toys that you buy them, um, you know, puppy classes and crates and, uh, you know, all sorts of things like that. The the obvious stuff, but then, you know, it's the not obvious stuff I think is where you know, it gets to be a really dicey situation when those come up. And, you know, if you look at the statistics, we talk about this on the podcast all the time, you know, the, the amount of people that have $1,000 saved in an emergency fund is a really small percentage in, in the US. Now, millennials on the whole, you guys are savers, you you save money, almost to a fault, you know, it's it's the, the balance between saving and then investing that money so it can actually grow upwards for you. Because, if it's just sitting in a bank account or just sitting in a savings account, it's not going anywhere for you. You know, you've got the cash, which is great. That is an awesome first step, but we need to actually like launch that cash off and have it grow for you. But that that's a whole other subject. The point is, you know, if we don't have these savings, we don't have an emergency fund in place for ourselves and we have a pet and you know, a big expense comes up with a pet, then, you know, we're screwed, right? We got to go to debt, we got to go to a credit card, or sell something or figure out some way to pay for that surgery or that vet bill or whatever it may be. And so I got to thinking, you know, I really want to understand what pet insurance is all about. And, And does pet insurance make sense? Is it affordable? Does it cover what, you know, I would want covered if I'm paying a monthly fee for pet insurance. So obviously, if I'm wondering that, I'm pretty sure that probably a lot of you are wondering it as well. There are a lot of people that, you know, don't think pet insurance is needed. But to me, it's just like car insurance, you know. Um, we have to have car insurance, A. But, you know, B, it's not like you can get in an accident and then get car insurance. It's the same thing with with pet insurance. And, you know, I think one of the smartest money moves that I have learned over the years is how to leverage somebody else's cash. So if we think about it, let's just say I'm just picking a number out of thin air here, but let's say it costs us $25 a month for pet insurance. So that's $300 a year. All right. And let's say we have that we own that pet for 10 years, and we have the whole pet insurance for 10 years, that's $3,000. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I'll give you that. But here are some interesting statistics on how much it actually costs if you don't have pet insurance. So, common ailments like joint injuries, uh, dogs, can cost somewhere around $3,500. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, EarnIt provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. EarnIt is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work, and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use EarnIn in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earning a part of your financial routine and join Earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earning, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under Podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under Podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See EARNN.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied. Or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Right? If your furry friend has swallowed something that, you know, they weren't supposed to swallow and you need to get it out, that can weigh around $1,700, $1,800. If they're diagnosed with cancer, which... 12 million pets annually are diagnosed with some sort of cancer. That could set you back about, you know, 2,000 bucks or so. So the American Pet Products Association, they estimate that pet owners will spend $16.6 billion on vet care in 2017, which is an increase from $15.9 billion in 2016. So what does that tell you? That tells you that vets are probably charging more for these procedures and more and more pets are coming down with uh, some sort of injury or ailment or cancer or whatever it may be where, you know, you actually need the pet insurance. So if we do the math, even with a deductible in place, we pay for the pet insurance. We're ahead of the game if just one thing goes wrong with our pet. Just one thing, right? So if you never use it, which seems unlikely to me, you can just consider it, you know, the cost of doing business, you know, you never want to use your insurance. That's that's the thing. You never really want to have to use it, but it's there and you don't have to have a full on panic attack if something happens or you're not faced with a terrible decision of, I don't have the cash for this, but I really love my pet. Like that's a really tough decision to make. And so, you know, if we could come up with 25 or 30 bucks a month, to me, this just seems like a worthwhile expense so i wanted to talk to the experts find out more about pet insurance and find out really what we need to know about this so i went to my friend jennifer fitzgerald at policy genius policy genius is an amazing company we've had them on the podcast several times they have all sorts of different insurance that you can apply for online really quick really easy But one of their things that they sell is pet insurance. And so I actually had gone on their site before we had chatted and looked up different uh, types of pet insurance just to get a feel. But I wanted to find out more of the particulars about what pet insurance covers and what it doesn't cover. So Jennifer, I understand that you have as big of a love of pets as I do. What is your, what is your, do you have a favorite pet? Do you have a pet? Have you had a childhood pet that you love?
1: I've always grown up with pets. Uh, We've In my home growing up, we had dogs, we had birds, Um, but my favorite pet currently is my dog, Ruby. Uh, She's a four-year-old mutt that I adopted from uh, an animal rescue four years ago.
0: Oh, how nice. I love that. I I have doggy fever right now, so I'm always asking everyone, you know, what kind of dog do you have? Do you like (laughs) the dog? Is the dog good? Does the dog chew everything? You know, all those curious questions.
1: They're high maintenance when they're puppies, but once they get out of that phase, it's like literally the best decision you can ever make.
0: That's, that's really good to hear. So, you know, there's so much confusion around pet insurance. You know, I, myself thinking about getting a dog, I've kind of been looking around at, at pet insurance and, you know, I wonder if we could just chat for a few minutes about what most pet insurance covers and maybe a few things that it doesn't cover.
1: Sure. Um, the first thing to understand about pet insurance is that um, you it doesn't work exactly like health insurance, uh, which is uh, a good thing, I think, <laughs> in most cases. So um, you can go to any vet, um, you, you know, pay your bill at the vet, and then you submit that bill to your pet insurance company for reimbursement. So that's generally how it works. There's no network. There's you know, no um, doctor's networks or uh, anything like that you have to worry about. Um, pet insurance is designed to cover Uh, unexpected expenses. So think about accidents, uh, think about illnesses, things that are unexpected, right? So if your dog swallows a sock uh, and needs surgery, if your dog tears his ACL muscle, if your dog uh, develops cancer or some condition that needs treatment, that's what pet insurance is designed to cover, is those unexpected expenses uh, for your pet's health. Um, What most pet insurance doesn't cover if you add an additional uh, rider to it at an additional cost is expected expenses. Um, Think of um, your annual wellness exam, think about flea and tick medication, think about heartworm medication, um, annual immunization. Most pet insurance won't cover that um, unless you add an additional wellness rider. So I think that's kind of the big misunderstanding about pet insurance. So pet insurance is designed to cover those unexpected and, you know, what could be catastrophic expenses. Your typical uh, regular expected expenses, you know, you should just stay for in budget as a pet owner.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great to know. So, you know, for somebody who's thinking about pet insurance you know, how can they weigh out whether this is an expense that makes sense for them? Is there any guideline for, you know, the average cost of pet insurance or what someone might be thinking in terms of cost savings here? Sure. So,
1: you know, the average pet insurance policy, there's two types of pet insurance. Um, So uh, one, uh, which is the less expensive version, is uh, an accident-only policy. So it'll cover accidents, right? So, if your pet swallows that sock, like I mentioned, or swallows a tennis ball, um, gets hit by a car, um, you know, ingests a poisonous mushroom in the backyard, um, any sort of accident would be covered. So, medical cost of treating that accident. But any illnesses like cancer um, or um, uh, hip dysplasia would not be covered, right? So, that's one type of pet insurance. Um, So it'll cover those uh, accidents and that's going to be cheaper. You can get accident only insurance for like anywhere from, you know, 12 to $20 a month, typically, um, depending on the age of your pet um, and, you know, where you live. Um, The other type of pet insurance is a comprehensive policy that'll cover accidents and illnesses. So it'll cover everything that we talked about plus illnesses. Um, And, you know, even with that comprehensive coverage, it's not that expensive. You know, Depending, again, on the age of your pet and the breed of your pet, uh, a comprehensive policy can range anywhere from, you know, $25 up to, you know, $45 or $50 uh, for a very comprehensive plan. So um, I'll just give you a personal example for my dog, Ruby. Uh, she's a 25-pound mutt. Um, I got her pet insurance as soon as I got her as an eight-week-old puppy. Um, I think my premiums when I started were about $27 a month. Um, and currently they're probably around $35 a month. So for me, it's like peace of mind. I don't even notice the charge on my credit card, but I know if, you know, I have a $5,000 vet bill because she needs emergency surgery or chemotherapy treatment, um, that that's covered.
0: Yeah. And that is a big saver in your budget. You know, it's, it's crazy when, you know, obviously your pet gets sick and you want to take care of your pet and suddenly you're staring down a $5,000 bill. And, you know, when we're already struggling to save a $1,000 in emergency funds as a, you know, America on whole, uh, that's a lot of cash Mm -hmm. and it starts to, you know, put you in the, the places you don't want to, you won't, don't want to be in where you have to start taking on debt and, you know, doing all sorts of things just to take care of that pet that you love
1: or or face the you know really tough decision that a lot of families face and, and there's even a term for it and it's called economic euthanasia right so yep. you know if you're looking at the a five thousand dollar emergency surgery to save your pet's life you know and you can't come up with that cost or whatever I mean it's a it's a very difficult decision for folks um, and you know spending twenty five to thirty five dollars a month to not have to face that decision you know, that, that's what pet insurance is for it's for those unexpected things that'll really put you in a bind um, as opposed to oh why didn't I save you know on the fifty dollars I had to spend for heart, heart heartworm medication right so um so you know for 30 you know around 30 bucks a month and you can get a little bit cheaper a little bit expensive depending on the features you add to the plan um, you can have that peace of mind that for You know, worst case scenarios, big unexpected expenses. You will, um, you know, have that coverage in place.
0: Yeah, for sure. And does pet insurance mainly just cover, you know, like dogs and cats, or does it cover other types of pets as well? It's mostly for
1: dogs and cats. There are a couple policies out there that um, will cover exotic pets like birds or um, reptiles, Um, but the most common use case is going to be for dogs and cats.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, of course. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, you know, policy genius and the pet insurance and kind of the process that somebody would go through to, you know, applying for pet insurance. Absolutely.
1: So um, we've built, um, so we're a platform, where you can go and shop and compare for different types of insurance. And we have a marketplace for pet insurance. So we have a lot of the, most of the the top pet insurance companies on our platform, so you can enter information about your pet, the types of coverage that you want, and then you can compare those plans side by side. I mean, really the um, the, the big decision that you're gonna have to make around pet insurance is do you want the accident only or the comprehensive plan, right? Because that's gonna um, determine most of the cost. Um, and then from there, the thing that you have to figure out and just decide what fits your budget is um, much like auto insurance, like how big of a deductible you want. Um, and then, uh, what kind of reimbursement percentage? So those are the two toggles that you have to think about. So deductible, it works the same way like a health insurance or auto insurance deductible. So when you make a claim, um, that's the that's the cost that you're um, responsible for to pay out of pocket before coverage kicks in. Um, deductibles on pet insurance, you know, can be anywhere from zero dollars all the way up to you know just one or two hundred dollars. So um, not that big. And then the other decision to make is the uh, reimbursement percentage that you want. So uh, you could go typically as low as sixty or seventy percent uh, up to ninety percent of the vet bill, right? So um, this is reimbursement is done as a percentage of the vet bill that you submit for a claim. Um, you can choose what percentage you want. Obviously, the higher percentage you choose for reimbursement, um the higher premium is going to be. So, um, on our site, you can see what the cost impact is of going with a lower deductible or a higher reimbursement rate. Um, but that's really it. I mean, um, most like pet insurance is pretty comparable. There's going to be differences at the margin. Like, do they cover alternative therapies like hydrotherapy or acupuncture for your pet? Um, but for you know, most people, it's really about um, just locking in that coverage and a deductible and reimbursement rate that that you're comfortable with.
0: Yeah, you know, and a lot of people have uh, submitted questions about pet insurance, and there's a lot of, I think, confusion over, well, if I get pet insurance, what if, you know, my vet doesn't take pet insurance? Do most vets accept Mm -hmm. this type of insurance?
1: So you don't even have to answer that question because um, it's not like health insurance in that respect. So when you take your pet to the vet, um, you know, the pet gets treated, you pay the you pay the vet bill directly out of your own pocket right so and then you submit that as a claim to the pet insurance company so you get reimbursed the vet doesn't get reimbursed
0: ah i see and you know is that so is... that's
1: how it works differently from health insurance like you 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 pay the vet bill and then you submit that vet bill to the insurance company as a claim as opposed to health insurance where you know there's a complicated relationship where the insurance company pays the doctor or sometimes you pay the doctor with pet insurance, it's very straightforward. Go whatever bag you want, um, pay the bill, and then submit that bill to the insurance company.
0: Ah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So if somebody was interested uh, coming online to apply for pet insurance, what type of information would they need to have handy uh, to, to, to apply?
1: It's pretty straightforward. So um, pet insurance uh, companies will ask for you know, your uh, pet type, dog or cat, um, breed to the extent that you know it, and you can always just put, you know, mixed breed. Um, They'll typically ask for the pet size uh, in terms of weight uh, and age, if you know it. Um, So, you know, for a lot of rescues, it's kind of an approximate age, which is totally fine. Um, And then they'll typically ask you if there are any known pre-existing conditions. Um, If you don't know, that's fine, typically with the first claim that you submit, They'll pull your vet's records to see if this is a a pre-existing condition. And this is an important thing to understand and also a source of confusion is that, you know, pre-existing conditions aren't covered for pet insurance. So, for example, if your pet's already been diagnosed with an illness or, you know, cancer or what have you, um, you can't get pet insurance after that that covers that. It'll cover everything else, new diagnoses, new accidents, but it won't cover that pre-existing condition.
0: Interesting. That is definitely good to know for sure. And, uh, you definitely don't want to try and cheat around that for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they'll find out cause they'll pull, they'll pull the records, um, uh, from, from your vet to see if it's been diagnosed before. And a lot of people say, you know, well, that's not fair. Um, I don't need pet insurance unless I get pet sick, but the same thing like auto insurance, right? Like you, you know, wouldn't drive a car uninsured, get into an accident, and then get auto insurance and expect the auto insurance company to pay for it. Um, you know, it's kind of the same the same thing that, um, so the best thing is, is if you're thinking about adopting a puppy or a dog, just, you know, get pet insurance as soon as you can. Um, that way, everything from that point forward is a new, you know, a new condition or a new accident that would be covered. Um, but ultimately you want to hope that your dog lives a, a long and healthy life.
0: <laughs> that, yes, for that, sure. Free. So if somebody was to apply for pet insurance today, would it be active right away or how long does that process actually take? So it'll be active right
1: away. Um, for certain things, um, again, to, pre- to prevent kind of the, buy it when your pet's already been sick, there might be a waiting period. So, um, so for things like an ACL muscle tear, there'll be a waiting period where you know any any claim submitted within the first like 30 days wouldn't get paid for um that's prevent you know people notice their dog limping they get pet insurance and they then they go mm. into to um, have surgery for the dog so they'll for certain things there'll be a waiting period or they'll just ask you know for your pet's full records um, on that first claim but by and large it's uh, it's effective as you know as soon as you pay the the first premium
0: I mean, it seems really compelling to me, does it not? Does It it seems like such a worthwhile expense just to know that, you know, when, because something is going to happen to our pet, whether it's dog or cat, when something happens that we're able to use the pet insurance, yes, I understand that is reimbursement, so we do need to pay it upfront, but we know we're going to be able to get that cash back. And I think that's going to just help you sleep at night better. It's going to help you feel better. And I think it's going to help you enjoy your pet better. That's just my humble opinion. So head on over to policygenius.com. I'll have the link in the show notes. And you can apply for pet insurance on there. You can find out all sorts of different information that you are curious about questions that you have about pet insurance. It's just a great resource. And so I'm super excited because when I get a puppy, I'm definitely going to get pet insurance. I just feel like it would make me feel so much better to know that my little doggy is going to be taken care of. I already have his name picked out, by the way. It has to be a him. So I I'm in love with the name Winston. For some reason, I just think that is the cutest puppy name ever and dog name, of course. So I'm going to get Winston very soon. And when I do, I'm going to make sure and tell you all about him. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, hey, do me a favor. Share it with your friends. Put it on their phone. Make sure that they have subscribed and head on over to the link in the show notes to leave us a review.